Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! To the win! All right, last dance, final episodes, Mount Rushmore, final episode. Next week we're doing some Wes Anderson rankings. We're back, Jabari. Just want to say, start this off. You bitch, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? Where is he going with this? And you know what? You know what was perfect about that? I'm not gonna get you know get on the the old man soapbox and say like, yeah, you see how they used to talk to each other. I can just appreciate that you have two absolute legends, and you, you know it's it's not there's no issues. It's it, it's a mutual respect, and you know what? Maybe that's just the best way for them to talk to one another. You bitch, fuck you. Yeah, no, it wasn't a mutual respect thing for me just then, but I I, I could feel that with them. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. You know, okay. you, you know what? Everyone was just parroting that, and I mean it it did it does make me laugh. It was it was funny, but it's the like birds obviously hurting. And then as Bird's walking away, Mike's like, oh, you can work on your golf game. I was like, oh, so cold, man. <laughs> hey, look, uh, s- s- super killers don't have any remorse. They okay. don't care. And obviously, jo- you know, Jordan is the superest of the killers. So, yeah, she takes true joy. clearly takes true joy in not just winning, but specifically beating you. Yeah, and f- fair enough. Fair enough. Um Okay, before we get into last dance, let's let's NBA Twitter today. What's happening? So, a couple things I want to talk about. Paul Pierce. My God, man, I hate Paul Pierce. I I hate this dude. I, like he's oh. like the the only dude I can't stand. Um, just I thought he was so overrated his whole career, and then you know his legacy's been carried so far. And I think how everyone feels about like Skip Bayless, Nick Wright. Kendrick Perkins, uh, I don't know. I, I won't go as far as Jason Whitlock. But everyone's your least favorite talking head on a national platform is how I feel about Paul Pierce. The guy has just never said anything I've agreed with. And today he's given his, his top five, which I didn't really have an issue with this top five. Like, it is what it is. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. If you're going to back up, you know, why you believe what you believe and it's not outlandish, then I'm not going to be mad. And, and you know, we could go back and forth on whether Kobe is 11 or he's 5, but I don't want any death threats in my inbox. So we'll just skip over the Kobe part. And, the, and let's get to Pierce has had it out for LeBron his whole career. They're, yes. not, they're not boys. It's fine. But this whole notion that, like, LeBron's success doesn't count because they teamed up in Miami – because wait, because Bosch and LeBron walked to Miami instead of Danny Age flying Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. Uh, Bronze two in Miami don't count, but Paul's 08 Celtics are the greatest team ever. Like the logic just never adds up. 
And you can even tell in this video, like Jason Williams has had it, man. Yeah. J- Jalen Rose is tolerating it. Kerry Champions League. But like someone just needs to say enough is enough to this dude. Look, when it comes to this stuff, I, 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 I'm always caught between because I'm like, hey, you know what? Live your best life. If this is what you truly feel and, and, you're, and you're, willing to, you're willing to stand behind it, go for it. But sometimes, like, with stuff like this, while I'm always like, hey, give me your list, you know what this is about. You know this is, a, you know, th- you know, this is simply because he's never going to be able to admit that, you know, that, that LeBron has ascended to that level. Uh, the goalposts are constantly moved when it comes to LeBron to the point where I don't even like having the conversation anymore. It's the same way I used to feel about Kobe, where people that disliked him, it did not matter. They were never going to like him. People that liked him, it did not matter. They were always going to like him. So you really couldn't have a genuine conversation. That is officially the case with LeBron, so I don't waste my time with it. But yes, to, you know, to your point about Paul Pierce, this is very clearly, you know, LeBron, you hurt my heart, and now I'm going to continue with my fake hair, with my you know ridiculous analysis, and you know, you know, know, just look for ways to you know take shots you know, no, no, matter what the, no matter what the circumstance. So it I doesn't just, matter. I just don't even believe him, man. I, I just, <clears throat> I don't even believe he believes it. Like, I know he hates LeBron. Just say it. Just say yeah. what I'm saying. I just be like, I hate LeBron. I'm not giving him any credit. I would respect that more than him making up these ridiculous goalposts and stupid arguments that just make no sense, man. And then I would love for somebody to just get him in a room with Kevin Garnett and be like, so if the team didn't draft you and you didn't come up there because he's like, the great ones don't have to move. Oh. So Kevin Garnett's not a great one? Yeah. Yeah, right. Look, I mean, come on, man. Like, Paul, look. With if if they don't have if those moves aren't made, if KG isn't hand delivered, if Ray Allen doesn't, if those moves aren't made, the, the honestly the noise around Paul Pierce is would be so bad, like so so bad. <laughs> like I I'm not gonna hate because if you get the ring, you get the ring. If you get the Finals MVP, you get the Finals MVP. But for real, there are there are a lot of different you know, a lot of different ways that that doesn't ever happen. And Paul Pierce goes down as, oh, okay, yeah, he, yeah, he was cool. <clears throat> well, the, the, the problem is, too, there's just, like, a lot of time. There's, like, a lot of guys out there who were, like, five, six, seven-time All-Stars who scored a lot of points mm-hmm. and didn't win, and no one gives a shit. And yeah. that's not cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, yeah. we shouldn't care about the history of the game. I do. But, like, how many times, are, like, how many Alex English quotes, quotes have you seen on the timeline? You're not going to. Like, how many Dominique Wilkins quotes do you even see? You're not, like, he's, uh, he's on Twitter, and you're not going to see it. It's, it's just like Paul got elevated because he won one title with KG yeah. and Ray Allen, you know. And, and I'm not even, I, think I, I, I would normally just pile on and, like, downplay everything. But he was – they were a pretty great trio. That was mm-hmm. a pretty solid year. If they had come together earlier in their prime, they'd have one, more than one. But they weren't an all-time team. He, no. didn't, he didn't deserve the finals MVP. He wasn't the <laughs> best player on that team. Like – you know what? He he was a really solid player, but it just elevated him to a completely other level, and it just, it, God, he just okay. I'm gonna say, me I'm, off, man. I'm gonna go ahead and just say it. I like Paul Pierce. He's an LA guy. I just I dislike him as an analyst. Of course, when he played with the Celtics, you know, like uh, you know, it's a rivalry thing. It is what it is. But I want to say positive things about him. The reality is this: if he doesn't get that ring. We're only talking about him as like, yeah, that was cool. You know, you know, pride of pride of Inglewood High. You know, it, 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 it's it's in that type of breath. It, it, we, we wouldn't even be having conversation about like Paul, about Hall of Fame or anything of that nature. I, and I mean no disrespect, but it, you know, you know what? Props to them. They got they got that ring. They they are not one of the you know, greatest. You know, you know, one of the all time great teams. They're certainly not even one of the great teams of the last like twenty five years. But they got that one, and you know what? More power to them. 
Um, where do you think he? What was? What do you think was his highest MVP finish? Uh, let's see. I don't even know if he would have been top ten, but that sounds like a hater. Let me say maybe eight. Seventh was his okay. highest finish in '09 when he was older. I guess because you know Boston was good with KG and Allen. He was never top ten before KG and Allen showed up, and he didn't get a first place vote. He had 21 points. I don't know exactly how that breaks down. So he was like fifth on a couple ballots. Yeah. LeBron won. Kobe, Wade, Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Chauncey Billups, who played on two teams that year, and then <laughs> Paul Pierce. Yeah, you, you know, I, I really, I, I know neither one of us want to, you know, you know, pile on the guy, and you're pre- you're presenting that simply to uh, provide context to you know why it's irritating. But you know, it, it is what it is. You know what, Paul Pierce, if you're gonna hold, like, hey, kind of like what you said, if Paul Pierce came out like straight like KG and just said like, no, nah, f him, I don't like him. Okay, I get it. If Paul Pierce says, you know, says some stuff like, you know what, you know, it's a Honey Nut Cheerio situation over there, too. I, okay, I would respect it. It would be messed up. I would be laughing nonstop on the timeline, but I would respect it. But, you know, trying to hide behind, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be you know, like a true analyst. Nah, man, the dude, the, the dude, you know, messed you up, you know, toward the end of your run in Boston, and it is what it is. Yeah, and I, I mean, like LeBron and him, their primes didn't even really overlap. So I'm not even going to beg on him for Braun giving him the business and now scoring him in most of those games and, and getting the better room because Paul was getting older or or Braun was younger when, you know, the, the Celtics super team came together and then, you know, Braun goes and his, he gets the better team and he get, comes into his prime and Paul's coming down. But it's not close, man. It's not like, like people talk about like they battle. Like LeBron was the better player on the floor when these guys played. And the super team era angle thing um, is something that like annoys me in general mm-hmm. like it, it's, it's just dumb man it's it just always been dumb um, yeah. Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar if you put a hundred people who claim they love basketball and claim they love the history of basketball and are basketball super fans in a room mm-hmm. 95 of them will have both Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in their top five yeah in their in, in their top Five. The, of the range, of, yeah. Of, of all time. I'm not, I don't care if it's two, three, one, whatever, four. Mm-hmm. 95 out of 100 of them have both of them on top five. They added a number one pick, like eight-time All-Star, an eventual finals MVP in James Worthy mm-hmm. to that team. Like, super teams have always existed. You know, yes. I, I just, I'm going to give a shout to uh, Jamrock, who, who shot me an idea today. And he was like, do you think the Bad Boys Pistons were a super team? And yes. at first I was like... I don't know, were they? And then it's like, yeah, man, like Isaiah Thomas, all-star, all-NBA, MVP candidate, Joe Dumars, eventual finals MVP, Dennis Rodman, defensive player of the year, Hall of Famer, Famer. all-star, Bill Lambeer, all-star, Adrian Donnelly before he got traded, all-star, another one of those guys like Alex English, Mark McGuire, all-star, even like Vinnie Johnson being the seventh best player on that team. Yeah, they were a super team. It's just like... First of all, you don't don't make it to three out of four titles, three out of four finals if you're not a super team, especially at that time. The 
the arbitrary line between like, okay, well, this GM drafted you, and then he drafted you, and he drafted you, and you three are Hall of Famers, so you get credit for your titles. But this GM sucked, and he couldn't get two other stars around you, and you left to play with other guys, so you're a super team, and your title's meanless. And these guys weren't a super team because they were drafted by a better, more competent GM. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you're taking greatness away from the players, and greatness is based on how competent the front office is. But then that that credit for the front office competency goes to those players. Like, that's how we're in this whole pickle with Paul Pierce thinking he's better than he is, man. Yeah, pretty much. Like, okay, look, the, the the end of the conversation on Paul Pierce was when he said that he that he was better and had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Once that was stated, we're not having this conversation anymore, Paul. We're not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to rush to defend Wade super quickly. but I, uh, I know you're not, but you also know that that's yes. an absurd conversation. But over Pierce, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Wade, 09 Wade, like forget 06 Wade, because we talked about last week where mm-hmm. fans tried to pretend like Shaq was washed in Miami, whatever. Mm-hmm. But 09 Wade, when he was on a garbage team, I think Michael Beasley took like the second most shots on that Miami team. Jesus. Uh, you know, they they weren't a good team, but, but Wade was fire, you know. First yeah. round out. 43 wins or 44 wins, whatever it was. But if, you know, LeBron James didn't exist and there was, you know, a couple other teammates on that team, you know, Wade was going to do something. Maybe he has an MVP because he was really special as peak two. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up before we get going. The other note, the other note, not so much an NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter is in shambles, by the way. Like, yeah. Everybody's restless. It, it's like, I don't even know, like, you know, we have our, like, I have my bits, you have your bits, Sam and Andy have their bits, mm-hmm. uh, Lakers fans have their bits, our guy Ry Cole going crazy on the timeline. Um, just like everybody's got their bits, but now, like, people are changing bits and, like, they're subtweeting <laughs> things from, like, years ago. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'll raise my hand. I've been doing that. I'm bored, man. Well, it's, you know, like my guy, and and I do. I actually really like Jason Maples at JJ Maples fifty five underscore MST. Shouts like, I I like him. He's more of an eye test guy. He says some stuff that's just plain stupid to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he feels the same way about me, and we go back and forth a bit. And people on the timeline would be like, "Yeah, get him," or like vice versa. And I'll be like, "It's not really, it's not really like that." It's just but a then, conversation, bro. But then he's subtweeting me about like stuff I said like a year ago, and I'm like, I don't even remember. <laughs> I've launched thirty-seven thousand tweets since then, man. Like you gotta be, you gotta be more specific. Like, and it, we just need basketball back. We just need some actual basketball. And with that, we did get the news um, that June first things are gonna start to open up a bit more. Hey, it's my birthday. Oh, oh, might yes, get a nice announcement on your birthday that we I'll... got a July first start or a July four or June fourteenth. Um, I'll take it. I'll absolutely yeah. take it. You know, you, you were talking about madness on the timeline. I actually wanted to bring this guy up because I appreciated what he was trying to do. He basically said, uh, you know, I'm tired of this, you know, the, you know, these, you know, basically I'm tired of these tired-ass debates about, you know, the same things that we've been talking about for the last, you know, five, ten years, which is the LeBron versus, you know, you know Mike, LeBron versus all of that stuff. And he wanted to know, I hope you got my text earlier because I was you know, knowing that I was going to ask you this, but he wanted to hear about a pickup game. That meant you know that you know, either had a crazy moment or you know you know, maybe you dominated or some, just something other than the nonsense that we've been talking about on NBA Twitter, like that you and I played in, like a pickup game yes, that, that we played. Yes, that you specifically played in. Okay, well, um, like you got a story. I don't know if I got a story. So you, All right, you, I got you go. 
the reason why the reason why he wanted follow up and shout out to Ad Benzajel. Um, if I said that wrong, my apologies. He works with Hoop. Um, you know, he's you know he's part of the part of that crew. So you know, n- nothing but respect to him. You know what? I, I do go on. You go, but I do go on. All right. So he because he asked for that. I said, well, there was a time where I played a pickup game where Shaq and Pete Rose, and I've referenced this as we've you know we've we've spoken before, but I haven't actually told the story. Shaq and Pete Rose were on the sideline watching and providing commentary, mainly Shaq, but both of them were. And the reason for that is it was at Janesta Park. Anybody that hoops in, in Southern California, especially in the L.A. area, they know where it is. It's in the valley right off of Ventura Boulevard. All, like everybody you know, at, at a time or another has gone and hooped there. Uh, well, anyhow, um, Bill Bellamy, who's Shaq's cousin, would always be down there and playing. And he, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He talks a lot of mess. Uh, you know, New Jersey boy. He talks a lot of trash, but he's fun. Well, one of the guys in our group is also Pete Rose's son. You would, if you looked at him, you would never see it because he's like six eight, you know, like you know, and and you know, freak, you know, you know, freakishly long, whatever. But anyhow, so Pete Rose would be down there periodically, just you know, watching his son play, uh, and then Shaq would come down and watch Bill Bellamy play. I'm battling back and forth with Bill Bellamy one game. You know, we're actually diving on the on the ground. I don't know what the hell, you know, Kate, maybe it was Charlie Hustle being there, but we're diving on the ground. We're running to each other. Shaq is going back and forth. You know, actually calling calling me uh, D Fish Barkley because he said that's what the combination was. Um, and it was, you know, it was it was just a great night. Um, yes, we beat Bill Bellamy's team, and he went off the court. Good times, but that was that that was the story. It was just paying that off. I I can't top that, man. I like I don't know if I want to tell mine now. Shaq's never watched me hoop. Like Shaq was there you know, multiple times, so it wasn't just me. He watched a lot of people play there. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think what my my best and like being in Calgary, I don't have the the same amount at all. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I remember one time we played. Uh, Joey Graham was in town. We were playing, and uh, he hopped on the court. And I was thinking like, Joey Graham sucks. Like maybe like maybe <laughs> someone here can give him buckets. Kind of oh, deal. Come on. And and it was like Joey Graham and two guys. He picked up. I don't know at at the tournament. And mm-hmm. he, he ran the table. I think he even played three or four games. But like he, he, no one could guard him. And just like athletically, the divide was so large. And like I just didn't, like, I didn't play at a Div One level, so I never played with anybody who made it to the league, right? Like I played mm-hmm. with some good players, but there's such a massive gap every, every time you shift, shift up. And um, the you only know what's other wild about that. Oh no! I'll follow up afterwards. What's the other? What's the other? The, the other one is uh, same tournament, different year, same tournament. And uh, I think we were in the finals, the two teams that uh, were going to the finals for, like, whatever, the age group or whatever it was, got to hang out with the the rep that time, the NBA rep, and it was Brandon Knight. Mm, and okay. uh, this is this is before DeAndre Jordan killed him. Uh, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, like we, we were just chatting and, like, I don't know, we were, we were getting on all right, and I was talking to him about, like, writing or whatever, and, like... Like, like sometimes you, you get talking to a player and there's just no rapport. You're struggling to, like, mm-hmm. find a question that's not going to piss him off. But, like, it wasn't... Paul Millsap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were just, we were just vibing and I wasn't trying to get anything from him. So it was cool. And then my buddies come over and I'm trying to, like, kind of flex. Like, oh, look at look at my pal, Brandon Knight here. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, You guys know Brandon Knight? Like, KU. And uh, he's like... U UK man UK and I was like <laughs> it just it just like oh, you stupid son of a like just just like all all the like the slickness that I thought I was feeling in that moment yeah gone gone instantly oh man look this is the thing 
Okay, so keep in mind, when I first started covering the NBA, I didn't have any background. I didn't have any knowledge whatsoever of how to interview somebody. I didn't know, know any of that stuff. Shout out to Hoops World, the now defunct website, but all three, obviously, USA Today. They threw me into the mix and just said, hey, go interview, um, oh man, Ryan Kelly. He was a rookie for the, for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they said, hey, just go. I'm asking him like, oh, so you know what you know what advice have you gotten from Powell? What advice have you gotten from you know Bynum or you know like this, that, and the other? And he's like, and he tells me like, oh, well, you know, I'm a rookie, so I haven't they haven't really been around. But again, I don't really know what else to say. And it was like pulling teeth, so I circled back. So you know what, like, what is you know how is it playing against Powell? He stops. He literally like he literally stops, looks down. The guy seven foot says, bro. I just said I didn't. <laughs> he, he hit me with the like, man. I, I just said I haven't even seen them. Yeah. That was my very first interview. <laughs> you know what the awkward dynamic is because you're you're trying to make your name, you're trying to make yep. a headline, trying to get in the news, and that's kind of the game. Mm-hmm. And if and if you're not at the practices all the time, like for you at least you're at the practices. Like the majority of the interviews that I did for Dime and for Hoop, a lot of them were over the phone, Ooh. which like. Okay, you can't even see the reaction. Yeah, and sometimes they're, like, so cool. And uh-huh. they give you so long, and they're, they're like, again, genuine rapport right away. And, and they're really, you know, generous with their time. And other times you got, like, a PR person who's like, you've got seven minutes. Yep. And it is what it is. But when I was with Sportsnet here in Calgary, and I was doing, like, all the hockey games. I'm in, I'm in the locker room after one of the games, and there's uh, any by chance, do you know who Danny Heatley is? I do. Okay, so Danny Heatley's a Calgary boy. So it's like one of the few times where there's like the hometown connection. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was an all-star. He's a pretty good player, but he wasn't like all-world. He wasn't like an MVP type guy. Um, but I, I'd been there like two weeks, and I was really trying to like get some good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, Danny, uh, you know, how's it going? Like, you know, you've probably been asked this a million times, but like it was – I think it was his last year. And I was like, you know what, you know, if this is your last time playing in Calgary – how special was it, you know, coming through or something somewhere along those lines, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, something cheesy cliche, but like to the point. And he's like, you couldn't think of a better fucking question. Oh, and he wa- shit. And he just like iced <laughs> me, man. Like he's so, so cold. He's such a dick. And then I got Damn. to see him a second time. I didn't even bother, man. Because yeah. he, he's just so moody. And it wasn't even just me. It was like older media guys, too. Mm-hmm. Like some guys are just plain dicks. So yeah, hey, it is it what it is. It yeah. happens. Um. Danny Healy, didn't he play for the Kings at one point? Like, I'm trying to think, why do I know that name? Maybe. Yeah, might, I don't he, know. he might have. Uh, the reason, just just to be uh, clear, no disrespect to Paul Millsap earlier, the reason why I brought him up is because it was the same exact situation. I, I hit him up after the game. We're at Staples. Uh, I think they had even won. And I'm like, yeah, so, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I thought I was all professional. I had done my little research. They were on like a, they won like six out of seven. And, you know, he was on like a, like an eight game double, double streak or something like that. So I hit him with that. I'm like, yo, bam. You know, I noticed this and the other dude looks at me like, okay. So in between every question, I'm not exaggerating. He pauses for three seconds before he answers. And he goes, yeah, well, (laughs) and, 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 you know, I get to like the third question and he, he does the nod, and the media guy comes and taps me on the shoulder. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. Maybe he didn't like the, you know, the cut, you know, maybe he didn't like the shirt I had on that day. But yeah, that that was my that was my Yeah, you know what? I I found in general too, like anyone that's in a star, like in their prime, mm-hmm. is really guarded because they know mm-hmm. that if they say anything and it gets yep. fun anyway, and. <laughs> It's hard. To, like, there's no trust if you don't know him. 
so I got I I mean initially you're trying to get like I was talking like when I started to support like Rick Nash, Drew Doughty, mm-hmm. uh, Logan Couture, Joe Pavelski, like anybody that came to town that was sick, I was trying to like yeah. get my quote from and, and put in the work and grind. But then, it, you know, it was the guys that were like a year or two away from retirement normally or the guys that were just getting into the league that would really give you some time mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, were a lot more laid back. Of course, Danny Heatley was the total opposite. But yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, KD, by the way, really dope. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Twice, twice I you know, like I had the opportunity to. Once it was in a scrum. Once it was like right after, and he you know he just gave me a couple you know gave me a couple quick ones. Really nice. Steph yep. too, and K Love was the nicest by far. Anyhow, K-Love, we can get yeah. off of this. Yeah, I yeah, could, yeah. I could feel it. I could feel K Love being super nice. K Love gave me an extra. He gave me like five straight minutes, and I'm like, I like I knew for it. Like the whole time, I'm nervous because I'm like, damn, can I ask another one? Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. So yeah, he. He, he was really cool. Yeah. T- anyway, the listeners are probably like, okay, we've had enough of you going yeah. down memory lane. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I, it, it is it is an interesting thing to talk, to, to talk about, yeah. especially if you're not, like, their guy. For sure. Not, yeah. And you um, know I wasn't, so. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go. Let's, let's do some Last Dance. Oh, actually, before we do Last Dance, the one little bit of movie news. Uh, Zach Snyder, Zach Snyder, Zach Snyder, <laughs> yeah. probably drop in the Snyder Cut Justice League Upwards of four hours. What? Yeah. Now, DC fans, like hardcore DC fans, and I, mm-hmm. I that they've been they've been clamoring for this for a minute. Yeah. Like they they wanted this, and I don't know. Do you know Morton Jensen on the timeline? Yeah, yeah, I know him. I think we might follow one another. Yeah, yeah. MSJ NBA. Like he's yeah. a huge DC fan. He named his son Bruce. My um, Was okay. joking that we should have invited him on the podcast when we talked Batman last week, but. Um, like he he's into it and and like I think there's a lot of DC fans that are like oh that are gonna feel like this validates it and improves it and makes it better. I'm gonna watch it because I'm intrigued on like how you get another hour and a half into that movie. But I I it's so forgettable, man. Like Justice League is not even not even on my radar. I would never really watch it. I don't think like I, I don't know what I could get in that hour and a half that would change my experience on that one. Yeah, I'm going to be honest about it. Um, I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, and then I'm going to mercilessly troll our guy, J, uh, J-Dub, Johnny Walker. Uh, yeah. The other biggest DC DC fan I've ever met. Yeah, I mean, it, and it was fine. It was, it was a fine movie. It was like whatever action movie. But it's like most action movies you watch one time and the cars explode and yeah. things happen and you're good. Yeah, you, you know, get it's, it. It's not memorable. Um, you know, kind of like hours. Die Hard 2. Uh, anyway, moving on. Last dance, final two episodes. Okay, I gotta say this. I gotta, I gotta put this out in the world. If you think that I'm crying, if you think I give a shit about this documentary in terms of like LeBron versus Jordan's legacy, Mm. you are greatly missing the point Mm -hmm. of what we do here. I don't care at all. I don't like. I, I, I could not care less. I'm having fun. What made this documentary fun? was getting jokes off on the timeline for everyone that had never heard the majority of these stories that were long published, mm-hmm. that were long lived through, and were changing their opinions on all-time things <laughs> due to a documentary doctored, edited, and controlled in large part by the man it was about. That's funny to me. I was laughing. Like, I, I think context was missing. I think I've been on the record... This this was this this is PR. It's propaganda. And that being said, I still enjoyed a lot of it. 
I still had a great time coming through this doc for the most part. There were some great moments, some great interviews, but I gotta say, pe- people like legit were like, "Oh, you you just hate watching them." I'm mm-hmm. hate watching them to get my jokes off. Like, <laughs> bro, there were folks this morning, as recently as this morning. Oh man, you know you you you're bringing up old stuff. I'm like, bro, it's it's a joke. It's not that serious. Like, I, I want to like explain to these people like Jordan's not gonna love you. He's not gonna send you a pair of you know, like a, you know a pair of twenty nines or anything like that. Like, calm down. The truth of the matter is, I'm joking around and I and I and like I respect the hell out of Jordan. Like, it is it, it is what it is. But there there are some folks that no matter what you say, if it's about their guy or their whatever. They're just going to look for a way to be upset. For me, I was trying to wait till the end in order to give a, like a, a true assessment of it because along the way, yeah, I liked certain things. There were other things I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. There, there I had questions about you know, su- you know, suspicious omissions. But the truth of the matter is, now that it's all been wrapped up, I thought it was good in some spots, very good in others. But to to judge it based as a documentary, I actually don't think it's fair to it. I know they labeled it as a documentary, but this is a retelling according to Jordan. And that's okay because this is his life. And I and I wanted to see and hear all of it. In fact, I'll watch the cutting room floor stuff, especially with you know with the player interviews and, and just the, the general NBA interviews. But like, okay, this is now this is gonna be way out there. I'm pretty sure you never seen the movie. You never have you ever seen The Last Dragon? It's talked about on Twitter a lot. It's a, it's an eighties it's a black eighties kung fu movie. I don't think yes. so. So the reason why I bring that up well, for one, because vanity, but uh, mainly is because it was called Barry Gordy Presents The Last Dragon. And really, the perfect way to describe this was they could have just said Michael Jordan Presents The, you know, the, you know, the Last Dance, because that's really what it was. And, if, and, and if, if I go back and I watch it in, you know, through that lens, as opposed to thinking, oh, this is a straight up documentary, I think I actually will appreciate it more and enjoy it more. Yeah, I just like why like why does it always gotta be one thing? Yeah. Like obviously like I'm a LeBron guy and I take up for take up on LeBron for LeBron on, yeah. on the timeline all the time. But it doesn't mean I don't appreciate Michael Jordan. We did a top one hundred list on the podcast last summer. I had mm-hmm. Michael Jordan at number one, LeBron James at number two. I still feel the same way. Yep. I just don't play that part on Twitter one because I came up in LeBron's era and I'm petty. Yeah. And 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 two because I think it's perfectly rational to have LeBron, Kareem, or Jordan number one. Yes, a con- so, a, the conversation is there for all three of them. So, like, the thing that annoys me is as I'm like, and people have got to forget too, I follow 7,600 people. Do you know how I started following them? I started, in, like, when I got Twitter, I started searching, like, Kobe, mm-hmm. MJ, LeBron, NBA, and I follow anybody who typed those things so I could build my basketball following. I'm following primarily people who are just, like, regurgitating MJ propaganda as this is going on. <laughs> and, like, there are media members who are, like, case closed yeah. after this goat yeah. is MJ. I'm like, are you guys stupid? Like, if you guys read Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, are you now convinced that Donald Trump is the greatest businessman, you know, savviest, smartest human being of all time? Like, Some what people st- very clearly are. But what a stupid it, reason, man. Like, it, yeah. it, the, the commentary has just been pretty dumb. And, like, I'm not saying I haven't added to it. I'm doing my own thing over here. But the fact that you think I'm, like, upset about it and not just having fun trying to balance out some of this bullshit was, is wild to me. Mike is great. And, and I don't care. I'm going to die on this hill. I know you pushed back on it you know, last week, but I don't care. Mike is great. LeBron is great. Magic is great. They're, it's fine to celebrate the greatness. 
It's totally fine to celebrate the greatness of all players and not tear the you know not tear another one down. Now, if you're having a conversation and you're in, and you're doing you know like okay like this is the exercise we're going to actually have the true conversation and look at the differences and errors and look at how you know you know different trends around the league you know like will have impacted. That's fine. But if we're just having a quick conversation about you know like hey let me get your top ten and then you speaking generally you freak out because I put Kobe at eight and he oh no he's got to be five. Or I don't put Duncan at at, at four. Like, come on, man! Like it's it's just it's just a list. Let's have some fun. It's yeah, and I mean Kobe is the exception because his fans are are bar none the craziest. But they are not. The, I'm telling you, <laughs> I know are, you think that, and no, you have they are man. To think that. Yeah, I've got I've got. Oh, anyway, you this, know what? We got, we told, got, we, hey, yeah. Truth be told, you're right because I've had Kobe fans go at me, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm a fan. Yeah, they don't even know you're on the same like, team, man. I'm like, bro, hey, <laughs> we're good. Um, the thing, too, with Michael and, and, and Bron, and last thing on this, and then we'll just go to the doc, but, like, the honestly, how I feel is this. Jordan is greatest. He has the he has the other MVP award. 6-0 in the finals. Is, yeah. You can't fuck with it. Six finals MVPs. I think Pippen is underrated by people who want to Very much so. Yep. But he's the greatest. Like, he's just got the most flawless resume, man. But... Braun's the best to me. Like, if, if Braun and MJ are on a team today, I think Braun, with the same cast, is getting more out of it. And I, I think both opinions are fair to have. And I think yeah. it's a different look in the art, argument. And you could flip both of them on both sides of that argument, and I still, I still wouldn't be mad at you. You know look, what I mean? I've teetered on this one, but for me, it's bike. Uh, but if you're going to ask me which one would I want to play with, of course, it, 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 those are different conversations. And there can be a different conversation between greatest and best. And you can have those, you know, you can have those discussions, and, and those can be fun if, as long as people you know, check their emotions. But, but my, my whole point on this, though, is that like, I think it's, personally fi- it's, it's perfectly fine to go either way. Yes. And I'm not, I'm, I, I've never called anyone stupid for being like, you have Mike over MJ. As I just said, I, I think I have Mike over MJ in a lot of arguments too. Over it's just Brian, like the yeah. way that people were arguing it. Or yeah. sorry, yeah, Mike over Brown. It's just, it's, it, yeah, it, it's just a, a definitive deal. Nope, this is done. Case closed. Mission accomplished. Like no, man. <laughs> and there's and and like LeBron's turn will come. Oh. And he'll have a better documentary because it'll be further out with better better video and more quotes and he'll have more people and he's going to be better PR and et cetera, et cetera. Like all this stuff is coming too. And then he'll have his doc and the next generation will be like, case closed, it's LeBron. But like people can't even see that far ahead of their nose, man. No, because you know what you know what we're all waiting on and yeah. It, I, look, I, I want the Kobe doc. I not You're not going to see me on the timeline going like, well, it's official. I'm just going to be sitting there saying, I hope y'all watch this. I hope y'all watched it because it's like when it okay so like I know how you don't like you know that you know, well for a lot of a lot of reasons you know Kobe stands but the, you know the the opposite side of that are just as frustrating and just as annoying so yeah I mean I disagree on this one a little bit but another day yeah. another day all good okay so in this doc let's kick it off episode nine we get the Reggie Miller tribute <laughs> now. I polled today, at lunch today, I threw up a tweet. I was like, if Prime Reggie Miller were in the league today, he'd rank where? Did you see this? I did. I was wondering what, what the results Where did you vote? Uh, I, I, I gave options top 5, top 10, top 15, or lower. I think I put top 10 or top 15. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I was I was probably thinking like 11, 12. I think, yeah, you know what? I put 15. Yeah. You can't vote on your own poll, but I would have voted top 15. But I was thinking 11, 12... 
34% said lower, 37% said top 15, 23% said top 10, 6% said top 5. Oh, come on, 6%. Okay. Like, I get, I get it, Indiana, but come on. <laughs> Reggie Miller was nice. Yeah. And and he he, he was maybe more than nice, but... Well, he's he a Hall was, of Famer. He, 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 he wasn't great, man. And, uh, you know, like, the 98 season, the Pacers were really good. They weren't great. I just... Again, this is one of those things of the season where like Mike can be the greatest ever and not have really been all that tested in, in the playoffs. And I just like the way the way they made they made a, like Reggie's whole like you know if people were scared of MJ but not me like you know like Reggie put up seven Reggie put up twenty five a game in the in the prior series against the Knicks and then against the Bulls he put up like seventeen and he was hoping like. Old Molly and Dale Davis could post up and uh, come on, man. Well, I mean, like, okay, but in fairness to that, you're going up against like you know what Starks and those guys, as opposed to you know some actual guys that are you like know that are locked MJ down. and Pippen. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's the difference. And Ron Harper. But the yeah. one thing that I will say is this: there, like, it, I, I remember it. Like it was, you know, like it was just. There were a lot of people, just like you know, just like folks that got in the ring with Tyson. There really were a lot of people that you could tell that it wasn't that they were like sitting there shaking in their boots, but you could tell that it was like, man, don't piss Mike off, or like you know, like eh, a little bit uneasy. Reggie for you know, for you know, for, you know, for for whatever it is, he really did go at that dude. Like he, he, oh, it was for ne- sure. it was never a conversation. It was never going to be a conversation. But he really did say like, oh, you know what? Let's go. Yeah, and I mean, like, Clay Thompson really went at LeBron yes, sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. But, but, like, we're, we're it's just, it, they just aren't on that level. And, no. Again, it's like the stuff, he, the stuff goes back and forth between, like, LeBron, or LeBron. Jordan was the most legendary player ever, and no one could touch him to, like, oh, yeah, he was really challenged by Reggie Miller. And, like, <laughs> it, and, and, like, that shot that he's so proud of. Yeah. And it is a nice it is a blatant push off, man. Yeah. That is like one of the most blatant push offs I've ever seen. He, it's so two obvious. Hands. Two hands. Com- <laughs> compare it to like the one that they're mad about with Mike in Utah, where he like grazes him with one hand. It's not even close, man. Like Reggie Fullloff shoves off. Mike might have applied a little pressure. Mike hey, hold on. No. Mike pushed that dude. I don't care. I don't Mike think so, man. Dude. Mike pushed that dude. Um, but Reggie, I'm actually look, with Mike and the doc team on this uh, one. Like on, it man. doesn't look like, look, if you want to suck up to MJ fans, that's cool. <laughs> Mike pushed the mess out of that man. And that's okay. Hey, Brian, take your ass over there. But Reggie with the two hand shove, with his little stick bone skeleton arms. But yeah, he very clearly pushed off. And the reason why it was crazy, the reason why it was crazy is because it was on Mike. Like I watched that game live and said, Whoa, what, what, huh? How? Because you didn't get away with shit with Mike, you didn't get away with stuff like that for sure. So, yeah, it didn't yeah. shock. It didn't shock me when they let you know when, you know when Mike escorted his ass to the side and said, "Watch out, back, back, bang, bang." Uh, and but it did shock me when when Reggie got away with it. You, you know, yeah, it was it was so blatant. And then you know Mike almost missing or almost saying that shot would have been just phenomenal. But anyway, mm-hmm. I guess kind of rooting for him to make it after the whole Reggie talking himself up situation. <laughs> Uh, you know, someone tweeted me uh, when I put up the poll. They were like, "The greatest thing about Reggie playing in today's game would be that I don't have to hear him commentate on basketball games anymore." I mean, I'd be here for it. <laughs> I don't I, like. He's not good, but I don't hate him like people hate him. No, okay, so it's. I think Weber is way worse than Miller. I think they're about equal. So here's the thing: it's a, it's, it's if 
if you like one's personality more than the other. Because to be honest with you, they're both kind of providing you know just about the same. I like Weber's personality. Reggie, whom I like as a player, I can't stand his personality. So I'm in that boat. And then, yo, hey, look, get your money. I'm not trying to get him like removed from the air or anything like that because it's just a preference. But yeah, for me, no thanks. Um, what was the moment with Scott Burrell where uh, Mike's talking to? Was it what was his body, Gus? Uh, uh, well, no, no, it was when he was talking to Ahmad Rashad. Ahmad Rashad, and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, you can't talk to, you don't talk to Burrell. What's that about?" He said, "You are okay." So they were to, um, you know, so Ahmad would do a lot, you know, like you know, pregame and in between game interviews, and he yeah. basically, and Mike said, "You are not instructed to talk." to to talk to Scott. It's like, first of all, that's an interesting way to say that. But God dang, Mike, you told him you are basically ordering and commanding a member of the media. And he sat there and looked Mike in his eye and say, all right. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I, and like, I, I, that's he didn't shocking, want to, man. Like, he didn't want to make Scott Burrell nervous. He if you've been was, around the league, you, you've seen there are people who work for people. Yep. You know, like, well, yep. they don't get paid by him, but but they work for him. Yep. And and so that's not even that shocking. I mean, I know Amon's his guy, but What's the reason for like you can't talk to Scott Burrell? Because I feel like I missed that. Because right before it was like there's people who can, there's people who can't. He, like was he, he insinuating he if you talk to him? Yeah, he's yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is what he's saying. That is so cool. Yeah, he's he was, still he's being a jerk. Okay, so think about it. He's dogging Scott Burrell out, and then also dominating dudes saying, "Yeah, don't do that." Yeah, he's <laughs> he he's so cold, man. Yes. Such an ass. Okay, you know what? Here here is like, and I did feel a little bit inspired watching nine and ten. Mm-hmm. I rolled my eyes as we're on the plane. Watching Jordan and he's talking about Carl Malone winning the MVP and it was his extra edge and blah 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 and blah, 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 blah. you could give it to him that's fine you know like I'm rolling my eyes but I'm like you know what that this is the most and then the whole like he's so present that was his present da 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 like. I, like the shenanigans or whatever, the propaganda, or whatever. But I was like, this is the most valuable lesson about Mike. Yes. And if and if any of my students are listening to this podcast, don't tell your parents, don't tell the school, because I swear on this podcast way too much. But the one lesson that could be learned, and and honest to God, the most important thing you could learn from Michael in this is find a way to be engaged and give a shit about your job every single day. Find a way to care more than everybody else in the building, and you will be great at what you do. And, like, truly, from the bottom of my heart, I believe that. And I think that aspect of Mike is cool as hell. Yeah, I mean, look, you have to respect it. I may not like all of the, like, psych, you know, you know, uh, psycho stuff that he does. But, cool, you know, even if I don't like it, I'm entertained by it. But even if I don't like it, I respect it because it's like, yo, he's got a singular goal. He's not trying to, you know, sugarcoat anything. He's not trying to say, like, oh, hey, you know, it would be cool if... No, he's trying to say, like, no, give me the fucking ball and get out the way. I don't care about anything else. I don't like... Well, outside of, you know, gambling and, you know, doing some other stuff. But give me the ball and move. And that's all that matters to him. So shout out, he, you know, shout out to your students and, you know, forgive my language. <laughs> MJ's not saying he's not a role model. Um, his way of winning isn't the only way to win. You don't have to make your teammates and coworkers feel like shit to get the best out of them. I'm sorry. That's just not fucking true. But did it work in this case? Yes. Would it work with some people? Yes. All of that's great. But I'm telling you, Michael is great for the same reason Dwight from The Office is great. <laughs> yes. Just because singularly it, focused. Like, yeah, if you are singularly focused and you genuinely care 
about the place that you work and you want to do the best at your job every day and you find a way no matter how stupid <laughs> or ridiculous it is in the office or how you know foolish and fabricated it is for Mike you are going to succeed and people are going to say you're good at your job and that's what happens so honestly honest to god that's my one like very sincere moment of this podcast i think i think that is the number one legacy that should be left for Mike you know, one thing that I you know, not, not to take it away, but it's 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 sticking with the documentary. The one thing I was really happy to see was that they provided some context for Steve Kerr's life, man. Like, like that was my next note. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> go go ahead and t- take it on. But like, no, that, no, man. That was like, one of that was one of my favorite favorite segments of the entire of the entire ten you know ten episode run. I'm trying to like, who was it uh, on Twitter? Was it Miles Brown or was it? Uh, Dragonfly Jones. I can't remember. One of the two of them was like, if there was one good white man on this planet, it's Steve Kerr. And I was like, probably on the money, man. Like, <laughs> Look, look, people can say a lot of things about Steve Kerr. They want to say like, oh, he's got you know, all this... Steve Kerr is a genuinely good dude, man. Yeah, he seems genuinely good dude. I, I, I have interacted with him one time, and this is the thing about Steve Kerr. I didn't say a word to him, but I felt like he saw the. I felt like he knew that I was there because he like like he's one of those people that you know like when you go like uh, the movers and shake true movers and shakers of, of the world like they can enter a room and without like being all boisterous or whatever at all I still eventually gravitate towards them because they just have that magnetic presence it doesn't it's not shocking to me that even after his career he's still able to be successful in you know, amongst the coaching ranks specifically because he just has that presence yeah you know what steve kerr it seems genuine positive reflective he doesn't dismiss people no you know like when they were doing like i can't stand greg popovich to be honest mm-hmm. i think he's a dick i think he's dismissive i think he's treated a ton of media people on national tv terribly i've heard some other stories too um but whatever mm-hmm. I, I pop pop rub, rubs rubs me the wrong way I and mean, they were doing like the pop kerr 2020 thing the thing is like with steve kerr I, I, like he's a guy you could vote for in theory you know what i mean like you like Pop's politics, you like Steve's politics. The way that I have seen Steve, you know, treat just about everybody, that that that's that inspires some sort of, I don't know, empathy, admiration. He, he seems like a genuinely good guy, man. You know, okay, so you know, I, I, I don't want to dump on Pop because it is what it is. We, we both agree about, you know, his interactions and about the whole, like, stick that, ev- yeah, that eventually just became an act, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm still good on it. Um, but the one thing I will say about Steve Kerr, I'm thinking about it, man. Like he had his his college coach was Lute Olson. <laughs> he played for Phil Jackson, uh, you know Phil Jackson and, and Greg Popovich. That's a pretty crazy, crazy co- you know, uh, coaching tree. Yeah, that is that is pretty crazy. It's not shocking and, that he that he's that he you know he's so polished and, and knows the game so well. And I mean, and then like played with Duncan, played yeah. with Jordan. Yep. Uh, you know, coached Curry, coached Durant. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty pretty great coaching tree. But you know what? Um, Malcolm Kerr dies January eighteenth, nineteen eighty four, mm-hmm. and his wife said, you know, his mission was to teach uh, tolerance, understanding, and stuff at the university. Right? Yeah. Like my math failing right now. Thirty six years ago. That uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean. That was that was like a little bit of a solemn moment where I'm like, oh, how are we doing? Thirty six years later, on the the tolerance and understanding, if not yeah. worse, 
<laughs> yeah. Because at that time, we were trending in the right direction, at least, you know, like outwardly. Uh, and uh, we can certainly get off of this because we don't want to depress everybody out there. But uh, right now, we, uh, we, I would say we're not trending in the right direction in, in those, in those uh, categories. Um, fun, fun little fun fact, trivia fact for you. Um, where do you think Steve Kerr is on the all-time? So he's number one in three-point percentage all-time. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he is on career threes made? I would imagine he's top ten because he played a long time and he was and he had a lot of you know a lot of corner and and, and swing and swing back threes. Is, I, he, is he top ten? No. Oh, further back. Top thirty. Oh, keep going. Oh, sheesh. So the reason why I'm surprised by that is because well, I guess he he can't he he he. he you got to think about how much more they're shooting them. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, so okay, then forty five. Oh, back back away the hell up. 90. Back, back, keep backing. Mike, 150. Keep backing. He's not even in the top 200? No. In three-pointers made? Made. Yeah, that man, it's so crazy how much his league has changed. He is, you know, you're going to have centers that are like, that have twice as many made than him. Yeah, he has 200, or he's 206. What? All time. Oh, oh made. I thought you meant total. I was like, wait, how is that possible? How many does he have total? 726. Now. Okay. He is behind Monte Ellis, noted great three-point shooter. He is behind D'Angelo Russell, who's been in the league like six seconds. Mm-hmm. The only player who might have snitched more than Jordan during this documentary. Damn. He's behind Harrison Barnes, noted failed sniper during the 2016 finals. Um, it, it's crazy how much the game has changed. Because when I saw he's still number one three-point percentage, and they were giving him his props in the timeline, and those whack accounts that are like, Yo, people don't people forget how much of a problem uh-huh. Steve Kerr was. And, <laughs> no, but those like, were jokes. I think I think I think people were they? I don't know. They, man. they had I, to do them, I never know anymore. It's almost like the eye eye emojis that people forget. Steve Kerr could hoop hoop. Thirteen hundred retweets. It's the, but it, it's the reason why I've been doing that with the with the like, but folks, the line is the line is too thin between satire and sincerity. I don't know, this, man. This is true. You know, okay, so it was bugging me so much. I'm like, how the hell is he that far back? All right, I look at it. Monta had like five years where he was attempting, you know, four, you know, between four and five a, you know, a night. So yeah. I get, I get that. You know what it is? It's because when it's, you know, when it when you're coming from a nostalgic, you know, standpoint, I remember the big ones. So it just felt like he hit, you know, he hit a hell of a lot more. Yeah, and, and I mean he had some great moments. Not, I'm not dumping on him. I just like it's it's crazy how much more we shoot now because yes. you know like he shot over fifty percent from three in multiple seasons and he still he, he never had a season where he got to take more than three. Imagine Steve. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, he'd shoot like he he'd play twenty five minutes a night now in like a Joe Harris role and mm-hmm. he'd shoot seven or eight and just uh, kill it. Yeah. Um, anyways, props to Steve Kerr. Yeah. Uh, he he does seem like a great guy. I'm glad he got his ten minutes in the dock. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's let let's let's spend one quick moment on the Horace Grant comments and the snitching thing because it's making a joke. Okay. Um, so Horace Grant's mad that Jordan pinned him as the guy mm-hmm. talking Sam to Sam Smith. Smith. Jordan's Jordan rules fired back that like Jordan used to go for drives or walks or something with Sam Smith. How do we know it's not Jordan? And he's like really mad. Uh, Kendrick Perkins is on the timeline saying like Jordan broke like the code. Uh, many times in the dock, and like he snitched, and we we made jokes about this. Yeah, but 
like how foul do you think it is? Like, like, do you think? I don't know. Is it is it a big big deal or not a big deal? Okay, so I I called it out right when he first said, "Yeah, some of those guys were doing lines," and I was like, "Yo, tell- no, that was no, you're not even doing a job. That's the most that was the most funny part of the doc. No, no, it was he was the- like." Yeah. He was like, I don't, I don't see anything except for when I got to the team, everybody was doing it, but me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 honestly, that in itself is like, yo, come on, man, don't do that. And then because for one, that just makes you go to Google and say, okay, well, who was on that team? And you got some Hall of Fame, you got some, you know, like big names on that team, even though they were at the end of their run. So anyway, yeah, I, I didn't think that was the coolest, even though you know I laughed about it and I'm entertained by it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of foul to just like to truly just say it was horse. Especially since you had folks in that documentary that were like that that openly disputed that, uh, Kerr was one of them, and I think Cartwright was one of them. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that that you can't just say that, because uh, because the truth of the matter is, honestly, for a for a person to put together all of the dirt that they had, uh, yeah, for the person to put together all the dirt that they had in the in the Jordan rules, that did not just come from one person. That did not just come from one source within the team. Quite frankly, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Phil Jackson is the guy that I'll point the, you point the finger at because we've seen how he gets down, and I'm not yeah. saying that he did it. <laughs> but if you're Mike, the, you're like there's no way that you can just say, "Yeah, it was Hope. It was Hope Grant." I, I, I personally like, and I have no insight here. Like sometimes I'm ominous because I don't want to give anything up that it's not mine. I have no insight whatsoever. But my vote or my guess would be it was Phil Jackson. Exactly. But whatever, man. Yeah. Um, could have been anyone. Yeah. It, it could have been anyone. I understand yeah. why Horace no, is mad. Whatever. I understand why he's Oh, yeah. I get why Horace is mad, too. But here's the other thing, too. And, like, I know this isn't what Kendrick's Perkin... Like, the NBA today, and this is one of the culture thing, it is a fraternity. Mm-hmm. It is a brotherhood. They do work out all the time. They are all the friends, et cetera, et cetera. It's the player empowerment, we're all family movement. Yeah. But I, like, watching this doc, and I, and I say that not as someone who, like, I know how Jordan was as a teammate before this, but, like... Hearing Jordan now, it's not like he's like, oh yeah, late nights with Pippin, talking, having beers. It was like if he wasn't gambling, he pretty much wasn't hanging out with the team. No, he was he insulated. Had his, he, he had his, his he had his own guys. The way that he talked to his teammates and about his teammates, he he was more like their boss yes. than he was a teammate, an awful lot of time. And now he's an owner, <laughs> so he's not he's not part of this fraternity. Like he's not voting to change the word owner. Like he he's happy being the owner. He's happy being in charge. So, like MJ didn't see himself as one of the boys at any point. I don't think through any of this. Mike is a solo artist, man. Everybody else is there because he can't play one on five. And I'm not. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not trying to like you know, uh, be degrading or like. But I'm actually saying like this is part of Mike, man. Like no, I agree with you 100. He's not there to be friends. He's not there to be your buddy. He's there to win. You get in the corner, make that shot. You go get that rebound. You lock that person down. Get out my goddamn way and let me and let me bring it home. That's so the Steve, Mike mentality. Steve Kerr hits the winner in '97. Yeah. What's the quote that? Do you remember what the quote MJ gives? Uh, I do not remember. I, I just remember Steve Kerr's great, <laughs> great line on it. What was his? Oh, it was it was at the parade when he. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, yeah that was that was funny that was funny he bailed, he bailed out Mike or whatever yeah. no but like before that he gave MJ's like Steve Kerr earned his keep or something like that that wasn't the quote but it was like 
Mm-hmm. You know, got his wings. <laughs> like, yeah. like Steve Kerr had won a title with him on a 72-win team yes. the year before. Yes. Steve Kerr had been in the league a decade. He was 32 years old. Yeah. And he hit that shot and Mike was like, okay, I finally see you. You can finally be a peer of mine. It's, and it, it's worse um, than that, Josh. It's worse than that. It, it's because Mike didn't get the credit, so Mike has to be the one to give the credit. I'm like I, I really genuinely believe that everything is a competition with him to the point where he just has to win, and I'm not knocking him for that. I think it's an obsession, and I think obviously it's you know hey six and zero oh, baby like I, I, it, it's worked for him. He's a billionaire owner, all of that stuff, but. It, it's because Mike has to be the one to, to give you those wings. Mike has to be the one to accept you into the fold. It was just, it was wild. Like, he was talking about, like, that line made me think Kerr was a rookie. Like, you know, if you didn't know anything about the league, I was, I'd be like, oh, man, like, good for Kerr in his rookie yeah. year hitting that shot. But he'd been in the league a decade. Yeah, like, he won a title with the man the year before. And he's like, all right, Steve Kerr, I'll acknowledge you from here on out. Like, and... <laughs> And yeah. like I'm not, I'm, I don't even know how much I'm acting this up because that's how it came across. Like that's legitimately how I took it, and the, it is a nice moment for Kerr because when Michael's coming back, when Michael comes back in whatever episode that was, like seven, six, mm-hmm. he comes back and comes back to the gym and he's like, all these guys here think they're part of something, think the Bulls <laughs> are something, like they suck, they would suck without me, you know, they got to earn their keep, they're not really part of what we did, that was just me and Pippen and Jax, and, and I'm like, well, it's nice that, like, her earned his spot, but, like, damn, man, like, he didn't get it until the second title. Yes, like, because Mike didn't believe it after the first one. Did he hit? <laughs> Look, my hey, I it, whether it's right or wrong, that's the part of Mike that I really appreciate because it's it's just like he's like, no, I, this is me. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to treat you any differently than I treat that person over there. All of y'all are in my way, or at least, or or step up and help me get to this. You know, get to this six ring. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, all right. It yep. worked. Yeah, when, winning has a cost or something, something, yada, yada. Okay, um, la- the last note I had on these episodes, and I won't t- touch, like, I mean, <laughs> David Aldridge, like, Jordan was favored in every series. Like, I know they played up, they were tired, and it was the last dance, and, like, every final series, the Bulls were favored. That's, that's I thought I thought the Suns were favored in that one. I don't think so. I'll double check, but okay. like I'm pretty sure it's all good. But I, for some reason, I thought the Suns and maybe one other one. But okay. Um, but but anyway, whatever. They get to the, the title, and David Aldridge is like, they're like no one thought they were gonna lose, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Bob Costas, and he's like, oh, they're better this year. They're more skilled and more confident. And and then he's like, it was a hard fought series, except for Game Three. Where the Utah Jazz put up fifty four points. Come on, man! Like, I honestly give me a fucking break. I had forgotten that they were that they did that. Like, that's how it it was so bad. I think I just thought, like, Jesus Christ! Like, what is this? But I honestly, genuinely, forgot it. The here's the thing, and I. I'm I'm not trying to be a dick or undercut Mike. Again, remember everything I said 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But like let's just not pretend the Utah Jazz were great. Do you know how many other teams 
have scored 54 points or less in well, a finals game? I mean, okay, so we we can't say that they weren't, you know, that they, that they weren't a great team because they had that type of terrible No, 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 no. They weren't a great team. I'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Do was, you know how many teams? Probably not very many, especially in the shot clock era. Zero. There you go. Zero teams. That's not just a flop, man. That's like, are you even in the same league as these guys? But it it was, man. Like, like, okay, go back and watch the game. They just, like, they they put up an egg in a finals game. And that, you know, that in itself would probably say, yes, they're not a great team. But they were a very, like, they they were a They They were were a a very good team. team. Yes, yes. They were a very good team. The 2007 Mavericks, who won 67 games and got licked in round one, were a very good team. A great team doesn't lose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there are a lot of really good teams in history. Mm-hmm. The Bull or the Jazz were a really good team. Okay, they you, you don't get to be a great team when you put up fifty four on the big stage. You don't. Yeah, it's I, tough. Like <laughs> I, I can't even defend it. It's like yeah, they did, Brian, Brian Russell, John Stockton combined went two of eleven. Well, John I mean, Stockton took four shots. Like you got locked up. Could you imagine if LeBron James took four shots in a finals game and well, they yeah, lost? We're talking and they about put up an fifty-four. Great, you know, an all-time, yeah. Anyway, but yes, yes. Stockton's an all-time great too. He's ten-time All-Star. He's Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? He's not. He had Mike's team. respect. He's not I, I'm just saying. He had two points. Yeah, he had, yeah. Two, he had yeah. two points. Like Carl right Malone, Gonzaga. seven turnovers. Like, wait, was that you. game played on a Sunday? Because I'm trying to remember which game it was where Pippen Pippen hit no, but Pippen hit Carl Malone at the free throw line with the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays and that fool missed. <laughs> I don't remember which game that was. It was a closer game. It wasn't that one. Um, okay, and I looked up the Bulls were minus two forty for the ninety three finals versus the Suns. Okay. Okay, so here's the other reasons that the Jazz weren't a great team. Okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a third Hall of Famer. No, this this hard fought this hard fought <laughs> series. Okay, you go back to Utah, you're down three two. There were some. I mean, the rest of the series was hard fought. I'm making fun because that game three is just such an eyesore. It's just but such an anomaly. Yeah. Pippen is broken. Mm-hmm. The Bulls are gassed, mm-hmm. and like, see, I'm being fair. Like minutes matter. Minutes matter. Like LeBron going to like the Eastern Finals, they matter. The Bulls playing as many minutes as they have and extending the season as far as they have, you know, over the last eight seasons, it matters. Like, the, the Bulls are tired. Yep. Scotty is broke. You have home court advantage. And you still couldn't close them out in game six. If the Jazz were a great team, they should have been able to beat a tired Bull, like at least 4 7. With Pippen leaving the game and playing hurt the whole time. Here's one for you. I can't even play radio. I can't even play podcasts. No, they weren't a great team. And quite yeah, frankly, they man. had... Look, in the last 30 seconds of that game, if I'm not mistaken, they had the lead and the ball. So, <laughs> like, go for it, man. Go Tee off on them. I, I, I just can't do it, man. I'm just not going to pretend. Yeah. Like, the 2013 Spurs were a great team. And they came back in 2014 and they beat the Heat. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, they were a great team. There, there, there were some great teams that there, there are some great teams that lost, but like the combination of that absolute flop in grade three or in game three, and them not being able to close the door at home or, or four seven at, at home least four, seven, in game yeah. six, like, and and you know what, like ninety three Suns, ninety six Sonics were both really really good teams. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the two best teams I think they played. I, I don't care that the Jazz took them to six twice. I really don't. Th- those definitely were the best teams that they played. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to say on Last Dance? Uh, yeah, no, just that, you know, I appreciated it. It was good. Um, I think O.J. Made in America is vastly superior, but but that, that's because I think O.J. Made in America is the best you know, documentary I've ever seen. Uh, if, I, if I were judging it like as a... Like, uh, you, know, you know, this is Michael Jordan's story. I might give it four and a half or five. You were even five out of five. But if we're judging it as a documentary, I would say four out of five. And that's still very good. Uh, yeah, I'd give it a four out of five too, man. Like, it, it was enjoy. I, I enjoyed it. It gave us lots to talk about. I just, some of you need to give your head a shake. And, and I'm serious with that Art of the Deal example. Mm-hmm. Like, are, are, would, you, would you read a book from someone about themselves would you watch a show from someone about that themselves and let them just totally paint the picture? Like, it, the commentary was stupid. The doc was fun. That's from it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, before we go on to our Mount Rushmore, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7 where you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary and what they are calling the final dance. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Guys, looking to last longer? Maybe even go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com is the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work even faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't even need to go to the doctor's office or, you know, spend any time in the waiting, in the waiting room or the pharmacy line. BlueChew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE. Okay, one more thing really quick because I wanted to say it, and I know we've gone way too long, but the strip on Malone and then the ankle and the shot push off or not was beautiful absolutely. that was absolutely beautiful um i'm not gonna pretend i didn't i didn't want to omit that because that would have been for all the things that we would have gone you know crazy both ways on mm-hmm. that on twitter would have been just phenomenal oh, it would have broken would have been, yeah it would have been phenomenal it would have absolutely uh, broken i just wanted to say that before we carried on because okay. i know i know my guys at beer league would be like can't believe you didn't mention it but yeah no it, it was a phenomenal sequence and you know sometimes like why you know, undoing the Vince Carter missing the shot versus Philly game seven. Hmm. Sometimes the NBA is just poetry, man. Yeah. And, you know, Jordan getting to hit the last winner in that sequence, you know, fair enough. It's still, you know what, I, I will say this. It still gave me goosebumps when I was watching that part of the doc. And I felt the same exact goosebumps when I watched it live. So, well done. Okay. Um, quickly, before we do our Mount Rushmore, what are you watching? What are you binging? Oh, you know what? We haven't done it in a while, so I got a, a, a few, but they're quick. Quick Dead, hits. Dead to Me, 
uh, season two, Netflix. Anybody that's aware, you know, not aware of it, it's uh, Christina Applegate, Linda Card- uh, Cardellini. Uh, she's from Freaks and Geeks, and you know, a bunch of other kids' movies, all the good stuff. James Marsden. Uh, it's it's really good. I won't, you know, I won't spare you. Know, I won't, uh, you know, give away the twist, but g- uh, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Comedy, good stuff. Dark, uh, dark comedy. Uh, the next one, I actually mentioned this to you. Uh, it's Upload from Amazon Prime. Very, very good. I watched the entire, uh, you know, the entire first season. Um, it's kind of like uh, it gives like a comedic and interesting look at like a slightly futuristic take on afterlife. So, I, again, I don't want to you know give anything away, but it's got some fun twists, some sneaky little social commentary, commentary, but it doesn't beat you over the head with it. It's lighthearted. It's good stuff. The one that I was really interested in is because I was shocked by this. Hustlers. I, you know, usually I'm one with shows. This was a movie that I watched. Uh, I went into it with zero expectations because I thought like this is probably going to be terrible, even with all the stuff that everybody said about it. Um, basically, it's it's inspired by true events. It's a group of dancers that you know they see their club in main clientele lose everything during the financial crisis back in 08. Uh, like a lot of folks in that position, you know, it focuses on all, focuses on all the crazy things that they had to wind up doing in order to, in order to survive, and you know, kind of dealing with some of the issues that you know come from like spiraling. Uh, I, I mentioned this movie because, again, I was very shocked. Uh, J-Lo was legitimately great in her role. The cast was good. Uh, and uh, I recommend it. What did you give it out of 100? I gave it a 70. Did you add is... it to the movie Did you add it to the movie sheet? Of course I did. Good boy. All right. Uh, 70 is not bad, man. That's pretty high. Yeah. And maybe it's um, because I was just shocked. But, yeah. I still got to watch Upload. That does sound interesting. I just haven't got there yet. I, uh, I started Star Wars, the Clone Wars series on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. All my, are you a Star Wars guy? I don't, I don't know if you're talking about uh, I, I am, like, in, in that I appreciate it. Like, it's not one of those movies where I go, like, oh, get out of here with this stuff. I just never take the time to, like, really get into it. So you haven't watched Clone Wars, then? No, I have not. Okay, so far it sucks, guys, to be honest with you. But every, <laughs> every, every, everyone told me, like, hang with it for the first season or two, and then it gets really good, really dark, kind of like Harry Potter. It gets progressively gross with the audience. Okay. So fair enough. I'll give it his time. Like, you know, it's, it's cool seeing some different aliens, but like on a whole, I'm getting way too much Jar Jar Binks. So not been great. Oh, um, but yeah. Almost done the first season. Um, I also checked out a couple movies. I saw Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, okay. which was surprisingly better than I thought. Um, I'm a sucker for any of those like fantasy action sequences where I get like bows and arrows and armor. And yeah, it was a little better. The, the, it had an interesting twist. I, was that part two or part three yeah, of that series? Part two. Okay. Because I didn't expect anything from it. But, you know, same as, same as you, I guess. I didn't expect anything from it. Sometimes this one surprised you. I thought that was all right. I gave it 63. Got it. Um, and then I also watched Honey Boy. Hmm. Have you seen Honey Boy? Is that is that the one from Netflix? I don't know if it's on Netflix. I watched it on, uh, I think I paid for it on Google. But uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking of. Okay. So it's it's the story of kind of like him coming up as an actor, you know, specifically, I think, one summer living with his dad in Florida, and his dad was sort of abusive. Mm. Not sort of abusive, pretty abusive. And just kind of like how that relationship sort of gave him PTSD and, you know, led into some of the problems that he had. And he actually wrote the concept or the screenplay for this while he was in rehab. You know, after his infamous arrest, and I, I, I told you know on the show before, I think he's one of the absolute best actors on the on the planet. He, he's just phenomenal. But actually, the 
there's Lucas Hedges plays the teenage version of him, mm-hmm. and Noah Jupe or Jupe, I don't know how we say that, okay. plays the version of him that's like just finding fame on Even Stevens, living with the dad as a kid, is phenomenal. Like a phenomenal job from like a 14 year old, 13 year old uh, acting in that role. Honey boy, huh? Okay. I gave it an 81, which. Whoa. That like for when you, you, that's incredible. Yeah. When you see my list, like I'm, I, I don't give out a ton of 80s. So, yeah. when we when we put that list up next week, and it's, I mean, it keeps growing. But you, that's, I, I thought it was a very, very well done movie. By the way, I'm gonna start adding some older movies in there. Like I, I get it, you know, you, you're here with the fresh stuff. I'm, I'm gonna bring some old flavor for. Well, I'm just working back. I got. You. I'm working back by year. Yeah, I got you. Um, okay, let's do the Mount Rushmore. Let's so, Denver Nuggets. Okay, fifth spot, David Thompson. Four spot, Nikola Jokic. Third spot, Dikembe Mutombo. Or yeah, third, second spot, Alex English. And first spot, Carmelo Anthony. They didn't have Mutombo in there. They they had yeah they did. Dikembe Mutombo was third. Sorry, I must have stuttered when I said that. Okay, got it. So they got Jokic. So Alex. Matum- Eng- so Alex English was not in there. No, he was. Thompson was the honorable mention. So Jokic, Matumbo, English, Mellow. Got it. Was there for? So okay, I, I I can dig it. Um, Jokic is my honorable mention. Uh, Matumbo, Mellow, uh, Alex, and David Thompson were mine. Alex Alex was a four time All Star. You know, a great scorer and a high flyer. Um, I get that. Yo- I get that folks really like Jokic. And I really like him, but uh, I think David Thompson did more for them. Uh, you know, than Jokic has thus far. You know what's tough. Um, the voters have done a pretty good job for the most part of including old guys who should be there. Like I like it. Bob, Bob Pettit should be there, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, in most of these cases, with once again, sorry, I have to throw it out, like Willis Reed's blatant miss, but Dan <laughs> Izzel should be on this list. And I know the ABA kind of confuses people. I don't think the ABA, I think it's been debunked that at the time the ABA was as competitive as the NBA. Like, I, I don't think it was a lesser league to any notable extent. The guy won an MVP, or sorry, he won a championship, and he was a seven-time All-Star, he's five-time All-ABA. Wait, uh, but did he do that all with Denver? Because I thought he was just a two-time All-Star with Denver. Didn't Kentucky become Denver? Ah, you know, sometimes I forget about those names. You know, like, oh, no, they didn't. No, they, they didn't. didn't. No, right. yeah, yeah, because right. he, he got traded to, uh, to the Denver video, uh, version of the ABA, uh, the year before it merged with the NBA. Okay, then I take I'll walk that one back. Yeah. Then it's okay, and I'm okay with Thompson. Like the five that you had, you can mix in. Yeah. Um, because well, like for instance, because like yeah, Dan Issel, uh, Byron Beck was another guy that you know if you look back, he's a two time All Star. Fat Lever was a two time All Star, All Defensive guy. But for me, the you know, the guys that we have in there, they they have to be above them. Isn't Fat Lever like fifth or something triple doubles too? I did, really not, high. I did not know that, but it wouldn't shock me. Man, Fat Lever was pretty was pretty nice for a little bit. Yeah, he was. And like I was kind of like really mellow as number one, but at the same time, it's it's I guess. It, look, he's at least in the top four. He he, he is like English gave Denver more years. Well, you right? know what? Actually, I don't have a problem with with Mello not being number one because English eight time All Star. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Matumbo even could be above Mello because he was a three time All Star and a Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I, Mellow being one felt a little weird, but it's it's yeah. not it's not unforgivable. But you know, um, yeah. Sam hurry tweeted out that uh, somebody gave Jokic the nickname Big Vorp Vader. And <laughs> you know who that was? That was your boy. 
<laughs> that was you? No. Oh. That was Temecula. Oh no, Snotty did it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is good. It. That's a very good one, man. Man, before we were enemies, that uh-huh. guy had some funny tweets. No, and he still does, and I want you guys to not be... I want to be the bridge that brings you guys back together, even if it's in an adversarial uh, role. You know, <laughs> it's good radio. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wish we could, man. I wish I we could. I I'll have to tell that story another time, but... Uh, it's all good. Okay, so Utah. <laughs> in the honorable mention slot, they had Darren Williams. Mm, okay. Then they had Rudy Gobert. Okay. On on the on the platform, okay. Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich, Carl Malone, and John Stockton. Okay, um, you know I, I, I'm not going to be disrespectful, but uh, Gobert was in my honorable mention alongside Hornacek, and I've got Darren Williams, uh, two-time All-Star. You know he had you know, had some good years for him. Pete Maravich, John Stockton, and Carl Malone. So I just I just swapped uh, Darren and Gobert. I sat on Darren or Rudy, and I went, huh. And then I looked at Andre Karolenko for a second. Uh-huh. And I was like, AK-47, Darren. No, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And, you know, for whatever the jokes about the playoffs and him and the virus and everything else, you know, most impactful defensive player for probably the last three years. Uh, defensive player of the year. 82-16, we can have that debate, but very, very good player. I, I think it's him. I think, cool. I think he Im- impacts winning more than Darren did. Shout out to Mark Eaton as well. Yeah, a lot of blocks. Yep. A lot of blocks. Um, qu- qu- yeah. Question Jordan, though. <laughs> question the, the, the decision to take Jordan. That, that's what was funny. That, that was a funny part of the doc. The Carl Malone legacy is is pretty... Yeah. Like, it's... it's I don't know. Are, are you it, are you talking about the entire conversation around Carl Malone? Yes, Malone? the entire conversation. Okay, yeah, I mean... Obviously, obviously a very good player, two-time MVP... Uh, I don't think he was better than Duncan Tur- Dirt, KG, or Barkley, but nope. he's next, fifth. Yeah. So, like, you know, all-time, all-time, top 40 or something player. The fact that he impregnated a 13-year-old does not seem to get brought up at all. And a 14-year-old. Wait, two instances? There were two? There's two that are, that are, that are known. He, uh, he, ended up having, oh. he ended up having Cheryl Ford, the, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's her name, uh, the W, you know, one-time WNBA player. I don't know if she still plays. He had uh, a football player. You know, he had a, a kid that was drafted into the NFL about five, six yeah, years that's ago as what well. I was... uh, And there were, you know, and there are rumors about other situations as well. I uh, look, hey, Carl Malone's a Louisiana boy. My family is from not far from where his family's from. There are rumors that swirl that swirl all over the place. I, I, I don't want to besmirch somebody with just rumors, but do your googles. Let it be your friend. There's enough out there that it's, it's, it's. I I do find it like odd that he, and I think you know Kobe. We we've talked about like when and if he skated on that in the past, but mm-hmm. Carl really has. Nobody talks about it. it, it it's a it's a non-starter. It doesn't get brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's not involved in a lot of NBA stuff often, mm-hmm. and I think that's largely maybe because they've cut ties. But it, it it's it's weird that it. It's kind of not talked about because that's... It's crazy that's pretty, because that's confirmed as opposed to other people like where there's yeah, questions. Yeah, 100% confirmed. Yeah. And and reading that story about his son who's now made the NFL and like, you know, his, his son said he didn't want anything to do with them. Like, mm-hmm. that makes it worse for me. And I know that's not the main issue here. Like, a, you know, a 13-year-old that's disgusted. But 
that really like your junk father on top of it, man. Like, look, uh, I, I I don't want to do you know you know too much of like oh man I can't believe, but these topics are so bad that you know this topic in particular is so bad that I I, I don't feel the type of uh, you know oh okay you know what maybe we shouldn't go there. I, look, well, I don't have anything positive to say about Carl Malone. He, you know, yes, he's a you know, he, he was a great player during his time. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to judge him on not winning a ring because we've already had the conversation that so many great players didn't get one because there's just so many to give out. Uh, but when it comes to uh, his interact, you know, like his interactions and and the way he kind of like conducts himself off the court beyond you know the stuff that we just referenced, no thanks, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I just, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we're at the point where it's irresponsible not to mention it at times. And, and yeah. I, I'm an art from artist kind of guy. Like when we're making the all-time list, mm-hmm. what he did in the basketball court, he did in the basketball court. Absolutely. And people, people, you know, omit him as some sort of like justice. Nah. Nah, man, history is history. It happened, it happened. Hey, but look, in, the, in oh. the same breath, like don't, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hush something like that. It should probably be noted. It didn't even get noted in the doc. It wasn't really about Carlo, but um, no, yeah. no, they, they, that should not have been in that doc. If you're doing no, it, no, it, you're right. It shouldn't have. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, um, look, OJ Simpson still ran for all those yards and was still a great player, but you know he's yeah. still allegedly double murdered. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, like, yeah, full story is the full story. Yep, right. Full story is the full story. Uh, Portland. Uh, let me see. Moving on to Portland. Honorable mention: Brandon Roy. Everybody's favorite uh-huh. deep think magic pill candidate, uh, Brandon Roy. I almost feel like not to be the party. Po- I am a party pooper, man. I'm a party. Go for it. I, it's just like people talk about him like he was Dwayne Wade or Kobe. He, he was. He wasn't that. No, but you know what he was. He was one notch below them, which is damn. Yeah. Good. Which is damn. Yeah. Good. He was. A, he was a damn good player, and it was so unfortunate that you know his it, knees went, but. And, Just and, like, and of course, you know, we we lionize folks that we feel for because he was a good guy, and you know he you know he, he right in his right going into his prime, it was taken away. So of course we get you know, we give a little bit extra for that. Roy Rose Hill, Penny McGrady, anybody who yep. Walton, yep. anybody who gets got earlier than they should do to injuries has people claiming that they would have been the best ever. Yes, or one of the best. You know, it's it's, it's excessive, but yeah, but he was really good. Yeah, I I thought about him over Aldridge, but you know. Aldrich has the more complete works. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, so they had Roy in the honorable mention. Then they had Aldridge. Then they had Bill Walton. Then they had Clyde Drexler, and they had Damian Lillard, number one. Okay. So my, uh, you know, I, I got Lamarcus. You know, Brandon Roy was right there. Uh, you know, shout out to Kiki Vandeway. You're not in this conversation, but you know, shout out to you. Shout out to Sabonis. Yes, you're a Hall of Famer. You're not in this conversation. Uh, but I, you know, I'll put him in the. I'll put him in the. Um, you know, he, play, he played his entire career for you know for Portland once he came over here. So I'll put him in the honorable mention. But yes, it's Lamarcus, it's Bill. You know, he got a Finals MVP. You know, two time All Star. Obviously, got the ring. Uh, Damon Drexler. Yeah, it has to be them. Yeah, you know what? Um, I thought about Sheed. Really? Yeah, I, I I thought about Sheed. I just felt like he was the de facto best player on those teams early thousands who were really good. Yeah. I, I need to go back and look, know, at his, look at what he did there. Actually, do I, you I do you know how many he he's he played seven and a half seasons in Portland? Oh, okay. Okay, seven and a half. How many do you think Damian Lillard's played? Probably six or seven. Eight. 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 Okay. 
And I, I just mean like, and I've got no problem. <laughs> I got no problem with Dame being number one. Yeah. Because he really, like, he's the model franchise player that puts on for the city, loves the city, you know, doesn't let people talk talk shit on the city, you know, signs right away, mm-hmm. you know, busts his butt, he's an old school mentality, I'm going to win here with people who drafted me, who who wanted me. I love it. I, like, I love all of that from him. Awesome. He's been like a four or five time All-Star. I get it. But uh, Bill Walton was an MVP and won a title. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's Walton has to be in there. Um, I I see you on Sheed. I looked him up. Two time All Star with you know with Portland. Yes, obviously I you know I'm a Sheed guy, so I'm not gonna take anything away from him. But I don't think he's I don't think he deserves to be in the top four. Well, my thing was like, I thought about Sheed, Roy, or Aldridge for the ah, first spot. Got it, got it, got it. Got and I I did so it was Walton, Dame, and Drexler for me were were given, mm-hmm. and then I was between those three. But I I did go Aldridge too. But I, I thought Sheed had a case. Yeah, it's a conversation. It's definitely yeah, a conversation. I thought you got a kiss. Um, okay, Oklahoma City slash Seattle. Now, with all of these other ones, like where, where the team has moved, mm-hmm. um, people seem to get it. Like, this is the thing. But, like, Seattle doesn't like to be associated uh-huh. with Oklahoma City. <laughs> Oklahoma City doesn't want to be associated with Seattle. And I get that it's still sort of fresh, but it is what it is. You share a history. Cry about it. It is what it is. That's it is what it is, man. Like, Especially until another team comes back and takes the Sonics' names in, you know, in Seattle. Yeah, and, and maybe, maybe that happens, and then that's going to be confusing. But, yep. um, you know, it, it's the same thing with, like, the Hornets. Like, they move, they got their history back, they are who they are. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a train of thought, man. It's just bookkeeping. Yeah. You know? You don't have to be a Thunder fan if you don't want. That's all good. But, you know, people people were mad about that. They I think, were mixed I think together. my list is going to differ, so I'm definitely interested in this one. Okay, so in fifth, they had uh, honorable mention, they had Ray Allen. Okay. In fourth, they had Sean Kemp. Mm. Uh, third, they had Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Second, they had Kevin Durant. And in number one, they had Gary Payton. So, here's the problem. Uh, I recognize, for one, it took place a long time ago. And also, a lot of us, you know, rest in peace to Dennis Johnson. He was a family friend, by the way. Um, a lot of us associate him with the, with the Celtics, in particular, because three of his four rings came there. But you cannot have your 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 finals MVP and all and, and as well as an All Star not in this conversation. Like I, if you wanted to put if you wanted to put him in, you know, like you know, in honorable mention, I'd be disappointed. But I would at least say, like, okay, fine. okay, fine. But I, you know, so look, Sean Camp and Ray Allen are my honorable mentions, and I recognize everybody, you know, like how everybody feels about Camp, how everybody feels about you know Ray Allen. Five All Star appearances for Camp, four for you know for Ray Allen. But you know how I feel about a fight, not just a you know not just a title, but you were the man in that title. Finals MVP get you there. So Dennis Johnson's my four, Westbrook's my three, uh, uh, Peyton, excuse me, KD is my two, and Peyton is my one for the for that franchise. Yeah, and see, like I I get it. But I, I think of Dennis Johnson as a Celtic, and he was only there four years. And, like, I think if I was going to go that route, I might honestly go Jack Sigma, who was there, you know, four more seasons, was a seven-time All-Star with the Supersonics. Um, not, he's in the Hall of Fame now. Not a Finals MVP, but yes, I got you. Yeah, I but I, I, I did go with the same four they did. I did go Kemp, Russ, KD, Peyton. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... I feel like Oklahoma City fans would obviously have Russ one. I feel like Seattle fans would have Peyton one. Yep. I feel like the fans of neither would have Kevin Durant one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. So 
I, and I was going to mention this when I, you know, when I put Peyton did one. That's why. That's why I specific. That's why I specified for the Thunder, uh, because obviously KD is, you know, KD is, you know, is going to be if not, you know, he's greater all time. Uh, but for the Thunder, um, you know, they both had a Finals run. Uh, you know, they may have played about the same amount of time, but I think maybe uh, Peyton played a little bit longer. You know, for the franchise. You know, obviously when he was in Seattle, it was a back and forth. I, I don't have a problem with either one. I didn't give like I he wasn't in my honorable mention spot to be clear, but I'm giving I'm giving Richard Lewis a shout out because Richard Lewis was that guy and he was one of the most fun guys to play NBA live with, and him and Ray Allen were like the most fun 47 win team ever. So and so Richard good, Lewis gets into your shout outs before Dennis Johnson does. That's hurtful. <laughs> That's hurtful. I didn't come up watching Dennis Johnson. I came up watching Richard Lewis, he man. Was, hey, Dennis was nice, man. Dennis was cool. Hey, Dennis was in, cool. Like even even Dale Ellis is going to get a shout before Dennis I Johnson. Can't out of here. Ooh, be Rick, real shout out to Ricky Pierce. Shout out to Dennis yeah. Shrimp. Get the fuck. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. You know what? Dale, Dale Ellis though is one of those guys who would have been bad today. Like forty eight percent on four threes. He's like, like six, he been, and he was like six seven. He's a yeah, big he ass nice. dude. Yeah, no, Dale Ellis was nice. Yeah, he'd been nice, nice. Um, okay, last one. You know, we could wrap. We, I mean, we could, we could wrap it now and not talk about this. <laughs> it might be kinder to Timberwolves fans if we just wrap now. I, I struggle to get a fourth. I'm, I'm not being funny. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not throwing shade. I struggle to get a fourth. I was sitting on there thinking about it. And I was like, man, maybe I should have put Andrew Wiggins as an option. Shit, exactly. Like he would. <laughs> Like he did give them some games, he mm. was present. Yeah, no. <laughs> the attendance was exemplary. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he, this you franchise know he, sucks. He, he, this is he, the saddest franchise. It really is, man. Forget everything I said about Brooklyn, Indiana. What other teams did I talk, talk shit about? Um, Atlanta. I don't know. All the shit. Charlotte. <laughs> I don't know. All the teams I talk shit about, like Minnesota, is so sad, man. Dude, look, I got a buddy. Um, just, shout out to Justin, you know, in LA right now. He is a literal. He's a diehard you know, Timberwolves fan, and I try. I was really trying to figure out why because he he, grew, he came up in Baltimore, and and I thought about. it. I was like, you know, okay, so they don't have a team, and then when he was coming up, he was all KG. But what a sad existence that he hasn't had any fun since two thousand four. Like that's tough. <laughs> One playoff run in the last 16 years, Ugh. and it's immediately followed by a practice that fractured, like that, that splits the team wide open and sends them back to the lottery mm. two years in a row. Like, oh, man, it's, they just suck. And, like, I think to some extent the Kevin Garnett had no help thing is – Kind of exaggerated again to make you know Kevin Garnett yep. look better because Sam I am was nice. Ke- uh, Lespriwell was nice. They had Zerbiak at the same time. Like they had some players on that team. They did, and and I've done this before. And he only had like one less All Star than Dirk did prior to going to Boston or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a teammate, like yeah, Dallas had some better teams, and San Antonio definitely had better teams. But like he should have done more than he did. But I'm just saying like Stephon Marbury, Sam Cassell, Terrell Brandon. Not the worst three point guards you could have had at any time. Like all those guys were all star at some point. Wasn't wasn't Terrell uh, Brandon traded for the rights for Steph? Oh, did he not play with both? Did I, he get, did I, he get I one or the other? I don't think he was, but maybe he did. Maybe he played with maybe he played with Terrell Brandon the year before or you know, in his rookie year and then after. Yeah, he probably did. I thought he put. I thought he played like a. The problem was they could never keep a core. Yeah. Like if they kept Steph or if they kept you know had Cassell a couple years earlier maybe. Yeah, fair enough. But anyway, yeah. none of those guys really hung around there long enough. 
And like, you know, Springwell gets met, brought up, but he's only there two years at the end of his career. So anyway, Minnesota. They had Ricky Rubio in the honorable mention. Wow. You there? Yeah, yeah. You that stunned? You I'm, yeah. Okay, so Ricky Rubio. I feel like he he took forever to come over. And then once he came over, he was never that good. But Minnesota fans (laughs) would Mm -hmm. die for Ricky Rubio. Like, oh my God. He's got to be one of the highest defended role players on social media of all time. He's definitely. They rode for him. Like, I, I have never in my life, my 20 years of watching basketball excessively, um, seen anyone guarded with less respect than teams guarded Ricky Rubio at times during the regular season. <laughs> uh, Honestly, like, Rondo at yeah, times. I was going to say early Rondo, but yes. <laughs> but they just wouldn't guard him. Like, I, I remember pausing a game, I don't know, in like 2013, 14, and, and Rubio is in the fast break, 2-1-1. He's got the ball. And the defender is, like, right in front of him. <laughs> just turns and chases the other guy. Yes. Like, just plain leaves him. Like, yes. there, there, there was no interest. They're like, you know what? He's going to shoot 35% no matter where he shoots it on the floor. So, I, I feel bad because, you know, international Ricky Rubio, he has had some good moments. Uh, he's a very good player. He's he's a smart playmaker. He's been okay in Phoenix. Um, he's not he's not terrible. I'm not saying he's terrible, but like to compensate for the fact that he obviously couldn't shoot and everyone could see it and he couldn't score. Uh, Timberwolves fans would be like, he is the best defender ever. He's white Gary Payton. Yes, he is. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and you just don't know, you know, like while he's not a great shooter, you, yeah, I would hear all of that stuff and it's like, come on, man, no, he he, he is what he is. Like, like I don't want to be just you know uh, disparaging because for one, he's an NBA level player that would just destroy any of us. That so that goes without saying, but uh, comparative yeah. to his peers, no. <laughs> he also like. In in today's game, if you run the offense and you can't score, it's a detriment. You're a negative to your team. Yes, I just. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, you are. And uh, if here here's a hard and true, Jabari will tell you in bad Kobe nights. But he did everything else. If if someone ever goes to, but he does everything else. Uh-huh. They they were bad. They were bad that game. They were bad that season. And that was Minnesota fans. But he does the little things. He does everything else. Yeah. Nope. Like not so much. They, for all of the things that Minnesota or like people making fun of the Go Bears screen assists, like Rubio didn't even have a thing. Like steals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He no. played the passing lanes. He was the best passing lane thief of all time. Look, all right, man. Ricky Rubio hey. is a is a really good backup point guard. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. can he start? Yes. But if you yeah. if you're if you if you if you're a winner, he's a really good backup point guard. He he would have been excellent as Ron Harper on those balls. There you go. Mm, mm, I, I would take Ron, Ron Harper over him a lot. But go for it. <laughs> go, go look at Ron Harper's splits. I no. He would have been he would have been a good Ron Harper. No no. Anyway. I, I'm saying I, I would I would take Ron Harper over him, but that's that's okay. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to give him some positive at the end. Oh, here. I know, but t- I'm a jerk. So yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so they had Rubio and honorable mention. They had Sam Cassell fourth. They had Towns, Love, and KG. Yeah, so I went back and forth. I was like, is it going to be Sam I Am? Is it going to be Sprewell? Is it going to be Wally Zerbiak? As the, you know, every week we've got the, you know, the Udonis Haslam situation. But I went with I went with Sam I Am. 
So Sam, same same exact situation. Sam, I am Cat, K Love, KG. Yeah, I went Wally, but you know, either or. Mm. Serbiak was a good player, man. Like he, he wasn't great. He was an All Star one year, and you're like, okay, but um, he, he was a good player. He was I. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, he was okay. Okay, taking away his rookie season, his first five years, sixteen points a game. Shooting fifty from the floor, forty-one from three, Stop. eighty-six in the free throw line. Josh, Josh, I watched. That's the, nice. I watched the games. I, I'm not. Oh, I, don't you hit me? No, with that I'm absolutely shit. hitting you with that shit because it's like, stop it, Wally. We're gonna. This is the hill that you're gonna die on. That Wally Zerbiak. I'm just saying he's nice. He was nice. <laughs> I'm not saying oh, he was sick. Geez. I'm not saying he's a real hooper. I'm just saying he was nice. Wally fucking Zerbiak. All he right. had size. He had size. He could switch and he could shoot. Uh-huh. He was. He was a decent player man okay he fit all right like <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to think who i'm trying to compare him to like i'm not trying to give him mad hype i would take him over trevor ariza like whoa wait like he's wait, a decent wait, player wait. man trevor ariza at his best not not trevor ariza now but trevor ariza at his best like trevor ariza on like the lakers title team yeah what's the matter with you <laughs> this is where we're gonna go what's the matter with you <laughs> ariza averaged like eight points did, that run did you watch the games yes he played I'm d. Go there. he played d he was like oh my gosh okay. yes he ac- he actually did do the other stuff no yeah anyway okay we we can agree to disagree shout out to you wally zerbiak if you ever see me in the streets we can shoot a little bit go for it <laughs> man he was nice like why can't you just say he was nice because he wasn't <laughs> he was nice for the same reason why i can't say that i'm six five because i'm just not we need to define nice because I feel like you're way like in the way that you think I'm too critical of movies I think you're way too critical of basketball players like nice is like he was top 50 for a moment or two uh you know so I look at I look at Wally Zerbiak because he was cool like I'm not I, this is the thing what's cool then like yeah. top 75 yeah like top 100 top 75 to 100 yes but I I, right. I can't call him nice because nice is like oh shit that I never in my life thought that about Wally Zerbiak Okay, we'll wrap. We'll wrap because uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's all good. Before you realize that Wally Serbiak and Brandon Ingram had the same amount of accomplishments in their first five seasons, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll wrap. We'll wrap. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Next next uh, episode dropping Monday. We'll put out the form. You know, sometime next couple of days. Wes Anderson filmography. I gotta watch Life Aquatic. You gotta watch anything for this? Uh, I'm, I'm going to refresh. Like I'm going to watch probably one or two, and then go back and just enjoy Royal, uh, Royal because that's that's my one. There you go. Yeah, you were saying that. That's your movie. Okay, let's do it. We'll talk on Monday. Uh, if you haven't liked, rated, subscribed, reviewed, reviewed the podcast, please do. Please do.